Hey, what's going on? This is Jason Banzoff, Area Representative for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Palm Beach County, and you're listening to the FCA PBC Podcast. Our heart at FCA is that we see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Our team is all over Palm Beach County, and we're excited about what God is going to do in our area of influence. I'm absolutely stoked for today's podcast, and it's probably someone you'll hear from a lot more, and that's Sarah Narbonne. Sarah is an area representative for North Palm Beach County and someone who has an incredible heart for the next generation and sharing the gospel with them. How's it going, Sarah? Hey, it's going well. I'm so happy to be on our Palm Beach podcast. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, so glad that you're here, and uh, I was just really, really excited about the opportunity to even interview you, just because I've gotten to know you over the past year, uh, and I've gotten to know your hearts, and uh, you know, I just want to actually hear just a little bit um, Mm -hmm. about you, a little bit about your background, where you're from, etc. Yes, thank you, that means a lot, and I am from South Florida, I grew up in South Florida in Coral Springs area, so Broward County. And uh, in about eighth grade, moved up to Palm Beach County with my family, so 2012, and that's where my roots really got deep in Palm Beach County. I got two younger brothers, although really we're all one year apart, basically, and wonderful mom, wonderful dad. So I've been blessed. Um, Yeah, I've been blessed. That's really, really cool. And so you grew up in South Florida, never had to deal with snow like I did, so I guess Mm -mm. you consider yourself very, very lucky. Yes, yeah. So um, you're really, really excited about reaching students and uh, the next generation. Like, wh- what got you excited about doing that? Yeah. So since I was a young girl, I would say even age six or seven, my parents got divorced when I was young. And so that kind of, uh, as I grew up, realized it matured my mind faster, I would say, than the average young kid. And so it, gave me a heart for the Lord since as young as I can remember. And all I have to say, I remember sitting in church and I'd be going through some dark times, confusing times, feeling alone. And the Lord would put on my heart, honestly, that I was going to be a light for kids who were just my age and were even more alone than me and didn't have parents who cared about them like I did. And so what excites me about reaching students and why I have a heart for it is because Each one of us have a God-given purpose and some things light our hearts on fire for certain things. And for me, it's blessing kids who um, have grown up in a broken world like all of us and maybe haven't had as much support as I did. And I would love to be the hands and feet of God for them. Wow. I love, I love the way you said that. And, and, you know, last year before FCA, you had Greg Anderson kind of got to know you from, I guess, some, some YouTube videos that you were doing and you were already doing (laughs) ministry, uh, with a friend, like just tell us about that a little bit. Yes. In December of 2019, my best friend Caitlin and I started a YouTube channel ministry called Sarah and Caitlin. So we almost, in December, it'll be four years. And we started that. We both were going to the University of Florida. And Caitlin was talking about internships and all the things that you have to do to climb this ladder in America. And I said, Caitlin, let's stop waiting on acceptance letters and all these things to start something. Um, Start something for the Lord. Start something for our upcoming generation. So that's what got us to create this YouTube channel, the idea was to intercept 
some of the seeds that the enemy would love to plant in this young generation because kids will take advice whether no matter what realm it is about they'll take advice from a famous person just because they're known for maybe their athletic ability how they look um what who they're in a relationship with they'll take advice from them uh and a lot of these people have a lot of mental health struggles all these things and i would rather kids be getting advice that is rooted in the word of god which is the truth than from people who still don't even know the truth. So that was the heart behind starting that ministry was to intercept some of the seeds that the enemy wanted to plant, catch some of these kids online while they're young and rather implant the truth, the word of God and what he has to say. Okay. So, uh, when you started everything with, with YouTube and everything like that, did it, how did it start? Did it start out pretty quick or was, did it blow up quick or how did it, how did it, was it received? Yeah, no, it did not blow up quickly at all. We we didn't tell anybody for the first year, and that was an intentional decision. We felt, as we asked God, what do we do? We felt the first year we wanted to work on our character, work on pr- creating videos and doing it well, even if it wasn't going to be viewed. So God was really forming our hearts to be strong the first year so that once we launched the YouTube channel officially, it was very unusual. Like, I don't know why we didn't tell anybody. But once we launched it at that point, it didn't matter what anybody had to say. We were rooted. We had, we were grounded in uh, purpose with the Lord. So at that point, it's like, uh, doesn't really matter what the comments are. We know why we're doing this. And even still now, we have 2,600, almost 700 subscribers Technically no. speaking, that's not blowing up, but it's growing every single day. And we we really thank God for every single one subscriber he gives us. Because even if it's impacted one person, that is more than enough. And thank God it's impacted a lot more than just one. So, Wow. So you kind of took that first year and to put it in sports terms, kind of maybe did like a little bit of a training camp, a little preseason, yeah. that kind of thing, getting yourself yes. prepared for that. I actually think that was very, very smart and very, very wise. Because even if you look at uh, in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah took his time to do what he had to do. He didn't yeah. just jump to it and tell everybody about it. So he very, very well took his time on that, which is exactly what you guys did. And that's, that's very, very wise. And, and I love hearing that. So um, last year, roughly, we you started getting in, in interested in FCA. And I remember being at Starbucks with Greg and uh, just kind of having some conversation with you as well. Robin was there too. So share how that came about. The timing was so so godly and what i mean by that is when you're a believer you basically sign up for the best adventure of your life because all of a sudden connections have deep meaning and purpose and you see god interwining what prompted interest in fca was last summer which was in 2021 applied to help out uh, at a leadership camp which is a camp that they fca hosts for students from all over the state of florida to come and uh learn more about how to be a leader wherever they are, whatever county they're in. So I decided with Caitlin, who I have the we have the YouTube channel together, we decided to serve the high schoolers and middle schoolers at that camp. And it was through applying for that camp that somehow Greg Anderson got my application, saw our YouTube channel, and then further reached out. So that's how we ended up going to coffee. And through that meeting, 
he had planted the seed of, well, keep your, keep your ears towards heaven. Like when you're at the camp, see if God has more for you with FCA, more for both of you guys with FCA. And it was when we were at that camp where I have to say FCA really, I've been to camps all of my life. I have served at a lot of places and excellence was the thing that stuck out to me at throughout all the FCA staff members. I mean, this camp was well done through and through. The staff members who were doing this leadership camp, they were had a huge heart for kids, had an even bigger heart for serving God. And so it was at that camp where I was like, wait, it would be a blessing, like an honor to have anything to do with serving with FCA. And so that led to continuing a relationship with Greg Anderson and his wife Joni and and all of y'all and months and months later that's when I was we were given the opportunity to go into full-time ministry with FCA. Yeah, very cool. So you've um you're currently a uh prospective staff, correct? So you already went yes. through boot camp and now you're starting to raise your funding and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So uh how's that going? Just to throw that out there. Yeah, it's it's go it's very crazy to raise your your quote unquote your own funds um, because you're asking people to partner with you in ministry and technically speaking this is a wild thing to do to almost be an American missionary in your county but I have to say the story of the Israelites in the desert when God said I've given you the promised land now go and get it. That ex- th- that has reminded me I'm living that experience out where God is saying, I've given you the resources and the funds, now go and get it. And so learning from the mistakes of the Israelites almost, where the Israelites, they had to go get it. They had to fight battles, but God said, it's already yours. Yeah. And so now I get to learn from them where rather than allow, allow fear um, from contacting so many people and what are they going to say allowing fear like the Israelites did I get to learn from our ancestors in a sense um, and do the opposite of what they did and that is to walk with huge faith every day because I'm getting to meet so many people that I would have never been able to had I not been technically forced to raise funds to be on staff so it's been a huge blessing all around yeah I think that's uh it's really cool, and I, and I love what you said, just being a missionary in, in your own community, because, you know, I always thought missionary growing up was going out of the country, but being able to do that yeah. in your own community, because for me personally, I have a huge heart for Palm Beach County and South Florida, and I feel like this is where the Lord wants me to be, where He wants me to grow, and that seems like that's the way uh, you are uh, yes. as well. So I, I love that, and what I love too is is Palm Beach County is one of the most unchurched communities in the entire country. Uh, So this gives us opportunities to go into schools, get to meet with coaches and all of that, just to be able to bring, bring hope and light and use um, athletics and and sports, which is a universal language all over. And so I absolutely love that. So um, real quick, I just want to check and, and, turn things around for a second. And, and I was talking about reaching the next generation. So, um, you know, for me, as I'm getting older, I'm kind of losing what it is to be able to 
to relate to the next generation. And uh, when I was a teenager and even in my early 20s, things are a lot different now. Technology is different. There's just so much um, difference between now and then what it was for me uh, 18 years ago. And I'm making myself sound really old now. I'm not trying to. <laughs> um, but what do you feel right now is the best way to reach the next generation? I really love this question because only in the last few months have I really been thinking on how to best reach the next generation, especially if I was older, which I don't think any of y'all are old, but if I was older, what I'm realizing is the next generation, they look on the outside as if they don't want to be talked to because their heads are down. I'm going to go at this very practically because I think we're going to have some listeners who are going to need these very practical points that I'm saying. The young generation looks like they're not interested in advice. It looks like they're not interested in getting a pat on the back. It looks like they're not interested in being spoken to because their social skills, quite honestly, have gone down the drain. They they get nervous and awkward. And so I noticed that insecurity even creeps into me. I'm only I'm younger, I'm 23 years old, and insecurities creep into the older generation where Oh, maybe they're not interested in me talking to them. I would, when I was at the camp just a few weeks ago, it, it, it looks like these kids, they seem to be too cool. And so we don't talk to them. And quite honestly, I believe that's a lie from the devil because these kids, all they need is for somebody to ask them questions, for somebody to look them in the eye. They need a lot of pursuit. And pursuit looks like going up to them because they're not going up to adults. Kids aren't going up to adults and asking for advice like they used to. A lot of them are. Um, that's wonderful, but many of them aren't. And so the best way to reach the next generation is to, first of all, ask God, God, is there any lies that I'm believing from keeping me reaching to the next generation? Because there are some lies that we're unbelieving or insecurities that are keeping me. And then I have to do the opposite, like walk up to these young girls who look like they're too cool for school and still be kind to them and say something. And it turns out there is there is a whole load of things that they were desperate for. And that was love and encouragement. Mm -hmm. They're so thirsty for encouragement and for words of wisdom, even though their face might not look like it's needing that. These young kids need it. They just don't know it. So that is, I would say, one of the best ways to reach this next generation is we walk by faith, not by sight. So we can't be looking at them for what we see. Oh, they look uninterested. They're desperate and hungry for conversation. Okay, wow. That's that's really profound. And I love how you responded um, to that. And, and I think, too, even for me, I do. I get that sense of insecurity when you're talking to, to even somebody that's younger than me. And it's like, wow, they're uh, they're not going to be interested in anything that I'm saying. But sometimes yeah. what they just need is they just need a, a an encouragement. You know, we're getting ready to do um, some football clinics here and just saying, hey, great job, great catch, you know, because sometimes it's probably things they don't even hear at home. And so that really kind of hits them in the heart and actually breaks down that shell and breaks down uh, that barrier and opens up a whole lot more. Um, so that's that's really awesome. I, I absolutely love that. And um, so just a quick question for you, too, on that and reaching the next generation as you are doing, uh, you do a lot of, uh, of YouTube and stuff like that. So um, what are some other things that you're using um, as well besides YouTube? Ways to promote FCA and uh, the gospel? Th that and just even just reaching the, the younger generation. I don't know if 
TikTok something you guys use or what? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, we use I use my personal Instagram as best as possible. Caitlin and I for our ministry, your best friends, which is connected with our YouTube channel, Sarah and Caitlin. We use Instagram. We were on TikTok because that is where a lot of kids are. But if I'm being honest, there's so many ways to reach these kids that I, I feel like I can't do it all. And so for now, it really is Instagram and YouTube channel and promoting our YouTube stuff via Instagram. Oh, and Facebook. Facebook is great as well um, for at least promoting things to do with FCA. But other than that, I am not much more on the online world than that. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, earlier you talked a little bit about you being in Lakeland and you went to camp last week. And uh, you have any like cool stories, testimonies, anything like that that you want to share? I actually do have a very cool story. And you're going to love this story. All the listeners are going to love this story because it is proof that the gospel, and this is in, I think, 1 Corinthians, potentially, it could be wrong. The gospel is not just a matter of talk, but of power. And I saw the power of God move at this Lakeland Leadership Camp. There was, during a worship session, it was night three, I saw this girl. This is going to sound crazy, but she, the power of God was so strong in that room that this girl was kind of rolling on the ground, and it was getting crazy looking, like... I'm sure some Christians would be even surprised to hear this, but she was banging her hands on the ground. It honestly looked like a lot of anger and rage, which when we are in the presence of God, some things that are deep down inside, maybe strongholds, they start to come out because the presence of God is too good. And I saw this girl and I had been prepared for things like this because I'm in the word. I'm, you know, inspired by books like Acts where, we're not just sharing, we're seeing the power of God. And so I started praying for her and I started declaring freedom over her. And um, the next thing we know, this girl kind of, kind of um, gets in a peaceful state and her eyes open a few moments later. And I felt God tell, have me tell her, like, you've just been freed from Jesus, from suicidal thought, from suicidal tendencies, from anger and from rage. And her friends and her start crying and she literally screams, yes, because I didn't know her. But it turns out that those things that I had listed, anger, rage, suicidal tendencies, self-harm, um, and even depression, those have been things that had been tormenting her for the last five years. Wow. And I went up to her later on that night and I asked her what happened from her perspective and she actually lost consciousness for a moment. Like the power of God was so strong that the only thing that happened was her huddle leader said, let go. And the next thing she knows, she's looking into my eyes. And I said, Jesus has just freed you. And it turns out moments before then, she was actually hearing pretty wild thoughts, pretty, pretty bad thoughts. And uh, in the name of Jesus, she was completely freed. So this sounds wild, but this is the God that we serve. He's wanting to deliver anybody of any age who is willing and desperate. And so I got to witness the power of God firsthand. Um, so it's, it's beautiful, you know, brought tears to my eyes in that moment. Same to her because, Ooh, God is good. Wow. That gave me goosebumps. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, wow, that's, that's an incredible story. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that, um, 
the impact that that uh, the camp in Lakeland had for yeah all, all the all the the youth in, in Florida and all that that were there. Do you know roughly how many were there total? I would say about three hundred fifty. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was packed and it was busy. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So uh, one last question. Um, I just want to know what what is your vision? What is your role? What what is your vision for your role with FCA? Yes. So as an area representative, prospective area representative, which I will be, my vision is for our team in Palm Beach County to see that we're basically building this spiritual lighthouse. Like you can't see it, but we're building this spiritual lighthouse, this beacon of hope. I would love to be a part of connecting the students, the coaches, the churches, youth pastors, and churches all together to where we are this community where when we have students that we're serving in any of the public or private schools in Palm Beach County, we can plug these kids into churches. And when we have anybody in church wanting to serve or volunteer, we can plug them into schools to be serving. And when anybody needs community, they know that FCA it has become a household name in Palm Beach County that FCA is some a, a organization that you can contact to get plugged in to not be in isolation anymore. So I would just love to be a part of building this spiritual lighthouse, this beacon of hope for kids and coaches who are looking for hope, for purpose, for truth. They just don't know where to look. And so I, I feel like um, as a prospective area representative, I get the honor of seeing what God is wanting to build and what he's building and then um, being open and led by him to help build it connection by connection to where we just have this this amazing, amazing powerhouse community through FCA um, to glorify Jesus Christ. Wow. I love this and uh, so glad that you could even able, uh, were able to hop on and, and just talk to us for a few minutes and just share about you and your heart and, and FCA and what, what you want to do with that. So thank you so much for taking the time uh, for yes. this. And uh, do, we'll do a little promotion for you. Okay. So um, go ahead. What is your Facebook page name? Because we want people to go on there, like your page and follow you and everything that you're doing. Yes. Facebook page is Sarah Narbonne FCA. So if you look that up on Facebook, you will definitely find it. Go follow and like that page so you can stay tuned with what's going on. I just want you to know that's a genius idea and I totally stole mine from you because you did it. So it's like the coolest thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, Sarah did it. So I might as well do it because that's what all the cool kids are doing apparently. So well, that, that's that's great. And then um, what too? I just want to link your donation page in there as well. Just people that heard your heart, if they want to just say, "Hey, I want I want to I want to give towards what uh, what Sarah is doing." I think that'd be absolutely awesome. Yes. So we'll, we'll link that in the description uh, as well. Um, also, in the meantime, be sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Links will be in the description. And also check out fcapbc.org to learn more about FCA Palm Beach County. Uh, learn about the events. Meet our staff. You'll be able to see pictures of cool people like Sarah. And, uh, <laughs> and you'll love us. I guarantee that. So yes. uh, until next time, this is Jason Banzoff and Sarah Narbone. Thank you again so much, Sarah, for joining us. Thank you very much. And God bless everyone. Everyone.